0: Holly. Hey,
1: hey, Dave.
0: How are you today on the What Difference Does It Make podcast?
1: Uh, I'm feeling pretty bitching today. How about you?
0: No, oh, you are. Are you, are you feeling good after our long road trip to San Diego?
1: Yeah, I'm still feeling a little lost in the 80s.
0: Yeah, well, the reason we went to San Diego was to witness the Lost 80s live show, and that was quite an experience. That was our first road trip, I believe, Uh, like an official What Difference Does It Make road trip.
1: It absolutely was. The venue itself was great. Humphreys Concerts by the Bay in beautiful San Diego, California.
0: You wouldn't know that there's a concert venue there, but
1: there is. I've always wanted to see a concert there. I knew it was, it's cool because it's a nice small venue. The sound is great.
0: Yeah, Rob Juarez invited us down to talk to all the bands, talk to the fans, and kind of get a feel of what the Lost 80s Live experience is like. And we did experience it. Have you ever been experienced?
1: (laughs) Are you experienced?
0: Well, we are now.
1: You guys might remember Rob Juarez. He created the Lost 80s Live concept, and this is their 20th anniversary. Rob was a guest on a previous episode.
0: Yeah, he doesn't lie when he tells us how busy he is during the whole production of uh, Lost 80s Live. So we got to see him run around like, uh, what do wh- you run around like? Uh, what's, a what's chicken a- with
1: his head cut off? Yes,
0: there you go. So that was Rob with his, uh, like a chicken with his head cut off.
1: Not only is he organized the whole thing, but he plays drums in Stacey Q's band. So he's up on stage too.
0: Yes, and okay. he has a bobblehead. And he has a T-shirt. He really likes to brand himself. Besides seeing flock of seagulls and Wang Chung and English Beach, you can also see Rob Juarez and uh, get get a, uh, a bobblehead of his. He's the MC during the whole show, so that made it kind of fun just to see. Hey, look, there's there's Rob up there. Holly and I were uh, up to the side of the stage, and we got the uh, eagle eye view of everything that goes on. It was tremendous fun. So afterwards, they had a meet and greet, and we patiently waited and talked with the artists and talked with the fans after they had talked with the artists they got to talk to what difference does it make lucky them
1: part of what made it so enjoyable is that the fans are really really into it
0: indeed and you'll get a sense of that so why don't we just get right into it we're going to start it off with at the very end running into their van we were able to capture the wang chung boys jack hughes and nick feldman before they left off for uh, their next venture and uh, kind of get a sense of uh, what the Wang Chung experience is like. So let's get into it on the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Okay, so after we saw you, we just we started, we thought maybe you should be called Jam Chung because you seem to jam it out a little bit. That was really
2: nice. Jam
3: Chung, that's quite good. Yeah, well, that is one of the things that we enjoy about. Yeah, in these days, you know, we, we sort of stretch the songs out a little bit, so especially Fire in the Twilight yeah. and To Live and Die, we sort of like, you know, that's have solos in them and sort of extend them in ways that they don't extend on the records, you know. Very
0: surprising but that, that's fine. I in mean, the that,
3: 80s you weren't allowed to do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were not a jam band no 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 yeah. you weren't no, it was all very structured in the 80s
0: well it's two different methods did, did that help your songwriting to, to keep it structured and
3: tight yeah I think back then it, it was you know machines were really coming in weren't they to sort of make records and um, you know so drum machines and the samplers and all that stuff and uh, there was a tendency to want to try and make the records uh, make the live performance like the records you know but now I think we have a sense of like just reinventing the songs mm. for live performance it's a different thing you know? now we've learned how to play after 40 years <laughs> yeah,
1: <well. laughs> you did a great job thank yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you've been taking lessons <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. the fans yeah. seem
4: yeah, to they, like yeah they, they do, do. Yeah. it's a lovely feeling yeah, yeah. to get that back from yeah. them Yeah. yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, and no, it's a different sort of time, I think, when you're playing live. You know, with a record, you, you do have to keep things focused, but live, the time passes in a different sort of way. So I think you can do more, extend things more, and people enjoy that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been great. Especially,
0: yeah. I mean, you would think at an '80s show they'd want to keep it tight, but they're they're letting you expand.
4: Yeah, no, I think so. I yeah. think yeah. we just like to bring something different to it. You know, and put a bit of effort in and yeah, yeah. express ourselves a bit. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. These shows, they're yeah. great fun to do, but we're still doing a shorter set. So we still like to sort of inject that bit of extra into even the shorter sets. Oh, we managed to fit that in. We did an hour and a half set. Wow.
5: That, was, that yeah. was great fun. Ninety yeah. minutes.
3: Yeah, they wanted seventy, but we were so Why into not? it that yeah, we just yeah. kept going. G- G- more jamming. G- G- more jamming. G- yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's <laughs>
1: good. So it's Fish, Dave Matthews, yeah. and Wang Chung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah,
4: Great, the Grateful chunks. Yeah. <laughs> <Great man guys.
1: laughs> <laughs> I just loved how amenable they were to you renaming them Jam Chung.
0: Yeah. Well, I call it as I see it.
1: We also had the pleasure of speaking with Jerry Miller of The Untouchables, a L.A. hometown band.
5: L.A. all day, born and raised. Weren't you like the, the band at the Roxy? Where you? you guys yeah, we were house band at the Broadway. Roxy like in 83, 82, something like that. And It was on Wednesday nights, and uh, they loved the band. And uh, we would bring in the kids, basically. And the kids would bring scooters, so it was all fancy in front of the Roxy, and they loved it. And that brought, you know, attention to the Roxy. And definitely brought attention to the band. So they loved it. And we were good kids. Yeah. You know, we looked kind of menacing some of the times, but we were <laughs> great, great kids. And they loved it. And they appreciated it. Emilio Estevez, his brother named Ramon, was actually our first manager. And it just so happened that Emilio was filming this video, and Alan Cox mentioned something about scooters and Amelia went, my brother manages this band called The Untouchables. They all ride scooters. And it just lined up like that. And uh, it was the first thing we did on tape, you know. Great, clean living helps. You
0: know. Have you been on a scooter? Have you tried these uh, the scooters on the street now?
5: Oh, new scooters. Well, I used to work for Piaggio. So. Oh, okay. Woo! So yeah. that's a legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I know new a new scooters. I'm a classic guy myself. And back in the day, we all rode scooters, and I still have a scooter to this day. How do you How have we, now? Yeah. A P200, a good P200.
0: How were you introduced to that life? Or who was riding the scooter that was like, I I need one of these.
5: Well, some friends of mine and I that started the band, Clyde, Chucky, and I, we used to ride motocross, dirt bikes, two-strokes, you know? When the scooter thing came about, they kind of reminded us of two-strokes, just the smell and everything, and ride them and the sound. So that's what got us into it. But then when we got into the mod scene, that was the mod way to travel. And And scooters were all fresh and new, then. people didn't really know about them. They're all over the place now. But they were a rarity. So you see these seven guys riding around L.A., Southern California, all over the west side, Beverly Hills, everywhere, beach areas, on these scooters dressed as mods to the T, parkers and everything. And they would chase us down just trying to... Who are
1: you guys? <laughs>
5: and we loved it, of course. We made it hard for them to catch them, but then eventually we let them catch us. So you
1: were you writing were them before they became
5: yes. Well, we were the first, some of the first to write them. I mean, there were a lot of people that wrote them with pockets of everything. But we, you know, we had our own pocket in LA. And we were definitely some of the first to write them in LA, if not the first.
0: Let's go to the present. How was how was the shows today? Is it is it hard to be the first band, or what? Uh, what's your strategy?
5: Um, it's, well, it's where they place us, and you know I would love to go on later, but you know what? It is what it is, and I'm just happy that we're here and able to expose ourselves. So actually, people are seeing us again, getting reacquainted. Uh, we get new fans. You know, there are people. A lot of people say they have never heard of us tonight, and they say, "Oh, you guys are yeah. so good, man." And that's the best feeling, you know, when you still have it, I still have the passion. The band's not original anymore, but the guys in the band are just like, are so great and so understanding and so fun. It was
0: also nice to see that you're still a fan of music. I saw you like watching Dave and just cheering him on.
5: Big inspiration, man, Dave Wakeman, you know, definitely. Now that I'm older, I understand it all. I'm surprised that 80s is its own thing you know it made its mark and it ain't going anywhere it's like funk or disco in the 70s or anything rock in the 60s oh it feels so good and, and and i really appreciate these bands more than i did then yeah you know i understand the you know, musicianship and the fact that they're still doing it we're the same people
0: so jerry might have talked about a lot about uh, LA culture. But we were in San Diego, so it was nice to get a unique San Diego experience from back in the day. This is Pablo Garcia, who loves music from the 80s.
4: How long have you been going to these things? Uh, six years, six years in a row. I, I missed that one with the pandemic, but but I've been coming every time, every time, and it's great, every great. Well, I, I, All I can say to Rob here is, bring these new wave rock groups out. I don't know yeah. they're doing something get a little you know, thing together and just get back together and there's always uh, fans fans uh, the, the new wave music everybody remembers the 80s the new wave uh, everybody remembers the haircuts, uh, dressing up, going to the club, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, I'm Mexican American, and you know, and we always <laughs> dress up for the—I mean—for the, I mean, the songs and stuff like that. I, remember, I can tell you stories of high school and my first flat top. I want—I oh, want to be like David Kahan, have the flat top <laughs> thing. And, uh, I, I, I remember what, those. I uh, to go to a haircut place and tell Excuse the guy I, I won my first flat top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that. I won my yeah. first time. With my spikes and my hair painted a little bit blonde, really, really here in the pro, stuff like that or whatever. Oh God. God. It was impressive. up. Yeah, it was the the eighties, the best, the best time in the world of music. That's all I can say. Class of what? It's class Boston, of high, yeah. when high school year? Uh, yeah. uh, Southwest High School, class of 1990. 90, all right. 90, yeah. <laughs> uh, class of 90. But hey, I, a little bit back, I can go to my junior high. It's I was okay. listen to all this music. Still down. of course. There was a radio station here in San Diego called 91X, okay. and uh, they used to play all this music. And, and I still remember the late, great Steve West, and you know, what can I say, my heart blessed him and his family, and he made me a uh, uh, newly old music, so it was, was alright, it was great, it was a great time. I, I guess that was a little There's bit of a so format change between 80, degree. 81, 81, 82, where they changed rock and roll to kind of like this yeah. this obscure music that came out from England for bands like The Cure, the Peche Mode, and stuff like that, and uh, uh, Smiths, uh, Echo and the Bunny Man, all those, you know, new wave, obscure right. bands. So, yeah. ska, you know, like reggae, stuff like that. Was, uh, all the music, everybody wanted to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I, I wasn't a ska dancer, but I remember there was a there was a little dance called the ska, whatever, where they kind of turned around like <laughs> western So, so yeah, well, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Was like was cool. Was pretty cool. Yeah. Those songs you know, kind of give me back memories.
0: So you found a missing persons fan.
1: Yes, I saw her from behind, and she had a very cool image of Dale Bozzi on her jean jacket nice I love Dale actually uh, Dale gave me a shout out from the stage that was to you that was to me oh, was so yeah. Yeah. Okay. some of these guys I saw at the S Festival in 1982 yeah. Yeah. class of class, high school class 84
0: so 82 you were 16 how'd you get there
1: uh, my boyfriend drove me yeah my mom let me go I wasn't allowed to go to the first one, but then the second one I was allowed to go to. The big one. Ever? I, don't know if I would have enjoyed it now. At my right. Age, but at sixteen, it was a blast. It was the best. Yeah.
0: Did you get to uh, go to a, a rock festival when you were underage and leave with your boyfriend?
1: <laughs> I did not. Did yeah. you?
0: I did, but they were in Canada, and you wouldn't know them, so it was no big deal. You know.
1: You're such a cliche. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be kind of cool to be sixteen going to a rock festival with your significant other. That's that's a memorable moment.
1: For that, anybody for that. That matter, sticks with that yeah.
0: Age. Right. That'll stick with you forever.
1: Definitely had an impact on her.
0: So, we're in the middle of San Diego, our exciting trip, but it's time for a beer break and we will return shortly.
6: Hello Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic.
1: Thanks for giving me a moment to pull up my leg warmers. And we're back on the What Difference does It Make podcast at Lost 80s Live.
0: A lot of the fans dressed up like they would in 1983. Yeah, it was like they were at Camp Beverly Hills and they they got their, their stuff.
1: Some of them really did it up. There was a dad and a daughter, a young daughter, really cute, dressed up. I think they were wearing wigs.
0: It's a family affair, not just in the audience, but on stage. We uh, talked with Bill Wadhams. He is one of the lead singers and uh, originator of the band Animotion. And he had some stories to tell about who exactly was up on stage with the band that night.
7: I am Bill Wadhams from Animotion. So I sang a song of session. I'm here with my band. And tonight my band includes Astrid Klain from England, London, England. But it also includes my son. And our drummer, Jim Blair, who was an original drummer from the 80s, had his son, Wyatt Blair, playing with him. So tonight, a gorgeous night out. We've got our sons with us, and we're rock and rolling as the sun sets.
0: You have, like, the Partridge family on your hands, so. I guess we do. Yeah.
7: Were like three and four when the song came out and we played at magic mountain and they came and my little guys were in the wings and now so many years later he's on stage with me i can tell you something about obsession that it's not about a man or a woman even though that's what it appears to be on stage
1: the
7: one thing i've never been romantically entangled with astrid she was, all the way through our years of recording and touring, uh, up until now, she, she was married to the bass player. But then they split up about ten years ago or something, and that opened the door for my son. But tomorrow night, he's going to be back with us for the first time in a long time, and he'll be on stage. My son will also be on stage, but we're, it's, a, it's a peacemaking concert at the Greek Theater. That is so How nice. about that? Wow. Isn't it? For a while, my son was a member of the band at every show. And he said to me at one point, "How did I get fired <laughs> from this band?" And I said, "It was when you chose to go to a bachelor party on a yacht on the way to Catalina instead instead of doing the show." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I remember that. He didn't give me very much notice on that one." But he's back. We can kind of afford to bring him al- along. Then we will and then this thing tomorrow night is going to be pretty rare because uh, the two of them had a, quite a heavy falling out but then they've forgiven each other and this is the first time they'll, they'll be on stage because they have forgiven each other for a rough breakup wow so they're not going to tell this
1: story yeah. on stage are they? you know
7: what <laughs> tonight they actually told us we have some extra time because naked eyes Byrne, did not show so they said you've got some time to stretch So we thought, well, we can either cram in another song or we can talk to the audience. And then we decided to talk to the audience.
1: I'm gushing over it being a family affair with Animotion. You know how I love all the family stuff. So it was uh, extra special, I think, for them all to be up there. So I was watching this fan in the audience. He was obviously a great fan of Stacey Q. And he was interacting with some people, and I was just sort of eavesdropping on them. Turns out... He's been a fan since before she was even Stacy Q and he happened to be interacting with some friends of hers and they made something very special happen for him. This is Stacey Q fan Frank Kempa.
5: First off, the tickets were a you know, we gift for the both of us for our retirements. Oh, congratulations! Yes. And it's a meet and greet, no, I so know. I was excited about meeting okay. Stacy. Hughes, but unfortunately she had a leave. But her friend, who was dancing over here, said that she's going to get Stacy to come by me. And I was like, oh, that's sweet, but I didn't really think of it. Would... And then it happened, and I was just, I almost passed out. I was like, oh! That's <laughs> <almost didn't> <laughs> so sweet. And um, I've been a fan of Stacey like, Hughes since I was in the military and in the 1980s.
1: God, so even before so when she was SSQ
5: when, yeah way back in the 80s when she yeah. first came out with her Better Than Heaven album yeah and I say album because I'm old nope yeah I was like kind of going back and forth about coming but when they said Space Fusion, they like, hey I'm I'm coming <laughs>
0: So what would a party be without the ladies bringing their woo ness to any festival or party? We all love the woo girls, don't we?
1: <laughs> I love that their woo ness. Let's yeah. talk to them about their woo ness.
0: How was the evening for you?
4: Absolutely amazing. So much reminiscing. Took us back to high school. Woo! <laughs> all, right. all right, shout out to class of eighty five. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We had an amazing time. We had a girls' weekend. She put this on the itinerary, and yes. we had the time of our, right. our girls' weekend. We had wow.
0: January, Austin, Pasadena,
2: and oh. San Diego. We had an we danced year. the whole time in the aisle. Oh, yeah, she made up for play. days and days and days. All the bands, and we were listening oh, yeah. to it beforehand.
0: Red for sure. No, I mean, so we had to we ball had ball. to warm
2: up, you know? It was <laughs> the
0: best. I was dancing my ass off.
7: Dancing
0: do every single
1: good. stranger it was like when, Of course, when right. Right. They're already suddenly on. your best friends. Yeah, we're yeah. best friends. Yeah. Yeah! So oh, nice. Hey, mom. We just
2: started going so crazy. Wow. Everybody's yeah, throwing stands, we're, we're all high-fiving, we're all video, oh, so we're all
0: like, we're putting ourselves. Like you're on roller skates yeah! in the Yeah! Yeah! Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> roller skates.
7: Hey. Do that next
1: year. Okay, yes, next time. We we'll, we'll roller roll skates. Skate. Really? Sure. Right. Leg warmers and roller skates. Sounds right. good.
0: Right. They brought the party. So, of course, we have to wrap up our look at Lost 80s Live with the originator. That was Rob Juarez. As he was running out, ready to go to his next show, we uh, tackled him and just wanted to get a post-game wrap-up from him. how do he look?
1: He looked like he had a very full evening and looked like he was tired and ready for a good night's sleep, but still amped at the same time. Sure.
0: He's throwing a party every night, and he's the man responsible. And so, you know, he wants to make sure everybody's happy. So when we tried to tackle him, he's like, ah, "Okay, fine. These are my last two people I'm going to have to make happy. So uh, I'll give him a little Rob Juarez. So here he is: the creator, the producer, the player, the all everything of the Lost '80s Live Show. Break it down. Post game. Post game wrap up show. Okay. All right.
2: Tonight was sold out. We had an amazing time.
1: How are you feeling about
2: tonight? How do you feel? Um, I'm feeling tired. <laughs> And four shows in a row, I'm beat, I, and, and you should be beat too, four shows in a row, Kevin Rankin, everybody, Kevin four, four shows in a row, we're tired, we're very tired, um, I, I wear so many hats because not only do I play, but I produce the event, I own the brand,
0: yeah. and that's me, and that's me,
2: the fans were amazing, um, I, what brings it full circle is that we bring up so many memories, a lot of emotion. I think like when I'm on stage and I'm seeing the, fa- the faces, I see tears, I see people who really love what we do. For um, me, it's, it's emotional because I know I'm doing something that they really appreciate. And um, unfortunately, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but everything comes to an end. And um, we're, we're, we're winding down as we get older. So I'm savoring every magic moment. We'll, we will we'll be back in San Diego. We're already booked. I can't give the dates, but we're already confirmed. We're sold to Greek tomorrow, but we're already booked to the Greek again for next year. I mean, it's, it's a great tour, but we just have to wind it down because I'm tired.
0: And was it, The one you were looking forward to was, uh, was uh, in Texas. Was that, did that live up to your expectations? It
2: was, it was bigger and better than I thought. But everything's bigger in Texas.
0: Of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I had a great time. It was, it was nice. Um, I could do without the heat. Uh, the, the minute I walked outside, I sweat a man bra. It, it, it was weird. It was—it's it, so weird how you know every state it has their own you know magical moment. Like when you go in Texas, there's so much land that people are so grateful when you come to when you come because they don't get a lot of 80s groups out there. Right. So when this show comes out, it really does well. So we're, we'll we'll definitely be back. And by the way, thank you for remembering that. Yeah, it was very magical. It lived up beyond my expectations. A lot of fans um, donate a lot of money to St. Jude and the JDFR. This was the only meet and greet we did on the tour because of COVID. So I think it turned out pretty well. We raised, I believe, a little over nine thousand dollars tonight for the meet and greet.
1: Yay! Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, right. did I? You you looked calm the entire night to me. You were. It was. Uh, everything looked like it was running smoothly. Congratulations. Well, I had to be on stage
2: and I, I had to do my thing. So uh, and again, thank you guys for coming out. You know, there's a lot of moving parts that you probably yeah, started yeah. witnessing. Yeah. It's not just hey, we jump on stage yeah. and we do. No, I got a team of 12 production people. We have a lighting yeah. crew. We How have, have a crow's nest. Cool. You know, yeah. it's a lot of stuff going on, and everything's coordinated through walkie talkies. And you know, when we go on, we we're uh, observing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, some people that don't understand, they go, "Oh, well, you just Oh my God, what you you play in front of people? Well, you should. Yeah. What, you play? Fi- oh, I wish I only had a 15 minute a day yeah. job. It's like, whoa. So, do you actually think mm. that 15 minutes is what it was? You know that you remember that movie called Get Him to the Greek?
0: Yeah. How it yep. took
2: weeks <laughs> in the making? It takes months in reality for this show. This show went on sale seven months ago,
1: yeah.
2: and there were so many moving parts. We, I mean, we even had a band call it sick due to COVID.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and there's, and he even said, he said, "Well, I really don't want to let you down. I'm going to show up." I go, "No, you're not," because next thing you know we're all sick with COVID, so. Hotel down the street. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having
0: us. That was our lost 80s live adventure. Did you enjoy reliving that experience?
1: Are you asking me if I enjoyed reconnecting with my 80s roots?
0: Sure. How are your 80s roots? Are they holding up?
1: <laughs> my 80s roots are holding up just fine. Yeah, no, everything about that show was fun. Everything. I loved watching how into it the, the audience was and the venue was perfect right over the marina. and it was just it was a really great night thank you to rob again for having us
0: thanks to all the bands the bands are all very enthusiastic they love playing for everyone i sometimes when you think about nostalgic acts you're like okay they're just running through their their songs and they can't wait to get off the stage and we found that was not the case all the artists we saw truly love playing And and playing these songs that are are 40, 50 years old, still enjoying the enthusiastic reception these songs get so many years later.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really nice to see that they're so passionate about it and the appreciation that they have for their fans.
0: Indeed. Okay, so how do they appreciate the What Difference Does It Make podcast?
1: They can appreciate the What Difference Does It Make podcast by checking out our YouTube channel and subscribing at What Difference Does It Make podcast and all our other social media at Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, uh, new episodes every Friday, so please subscribe. By the way, we are also a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. So, until next week, this is Dave.
1: This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out.